Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Why don't you stand up as Pastor Phil comes up tonight to teach on water baptism. That would be great. Awesome. Wow. Woo. Yeah, just keep, keep standing in the presence, man. I love this stuff. You should practice the presence of God. It's awesome. You can live in the presence. You don't have to live in Carnalville. Carnalville, okay. Someone's not going to understand that. You don't have to live in a natural atmosphere. You can live in this dynamic of God around you, working miracles and speaking to you and His presence, His grace, His mercy, His love. And it's just a beautiful thing to live in that dimension of life. You've got to subscribe to it. You've got to have faith for it. You've got to believe it. And as you do, life becomes most exciting. But it very much depends on your spirit being regenerated. So when we talk about being born again, we talk about your spirit being regenerated, being born again and connected into the family of God. So when you when you're born naturally, you have privilege, you have privilege to live independently from God, meaning that you can just abstain from God, you can live independent from Him, you can do your own life, you can tough it out, you can provide for yourself, you can try and get yourself healed, you can try and protect yourself, you can just try and chip out a life for yourself but you know I think after you live a while you realize that adversity happens to everyone that it life is not rosy all the time and then one of the great things that trusting God does is having this courageousness to believe that your faith allows you to be an overcomer and uh, it's a powerful thing to give that away to give salvation away to people so that their faith allows them to live a courageous, victorious life in Christ. Amen? And so this is one of the things that we're trying to do. We're trying to give salvation away. And the best way you can explain that, please find a way that you can explain that. Because there's so many people doing life by themselves, independent of God. God, I don't need all this drama of who you are and what you are. But you know, God is just so, just so simple in the sense... He's so kind and loving. This is not a dramatic, this is not like, you know, being married to someone who flares up all the time. And, and, and we just came across a couple. It was a tragic scene, pushing a shopping trolley up Tugra Strait. And he was just, yeah. And they had bought, obviously, a big box, Christmas tree and a big box. And she was trying to help. She was all of 17, maybe. He was all of 18. And they were pushing this thing, obviously, from Westfields. And he was shouting and yelling at her, would you stop pushing? We could, man, we could hear it as we drove up onto the Tugger Strait. And uh, he was just real, man, oh, my God, please. People need peace. And it's unfortunate that around Christmas time, people lose it the most. And uh, I see it time and time again in the parking lots. Dad's under pressure to provide the great stuff that they want to provide. And 
And you know, one of the great things I think salvation is about is peace, peace with God. You know, peace with God, peace with other people. And it's a supernatural thing. The Bible says it's a peace beyond man's understanding. And uh, I'd love to see that in every home. I hate seeing kids under, living in an atmosphere where, like eggshells, you can't say a word. You're frightened to go to the fridge. You're frightened to do anything. And this is a great thing we got, guys. Salvation. Come on. Is it worth giving to our Aussie mates? Is it worth it? You've got to ask yourself that. Billy Graham is the, you know, he's 90-odd years of age now, but he's the most supernatural sign and wonder of an evangelist because he's passionate about the gospel and he explains to people why they need Jesus, why they need the gospel. You can take a seat. God bless you. I'm really trying to do a couple of things here tonight. I'm trying to explain that what we're doing, you know, in, in, in subscribing and believing in the gospel, it, it's ultimately what everyone needs. You know, everyone needs it. I explained that this morning, you know, that, that even, gee, what was his name? The Russian guy. So, so power, Stalin. Thank you. Thank you, Tash. Even Stalin, with as much power as he had, he was a fearful man. He was frightened to go to sleep. He used to have a soldier looking after the tea bags. He was frightened of being poisoned. Howard Hughes, a billionaire. I mean, a a billionaire even back then that was he was the richest man on the planet maybe but he shriveled up into being lonely as a hermit sores all over him unable to relate to anyone he was trapped in a dungeon although he was one of the richest men on the planet so obviously money doesn't do it so power doesn't do it money doesn't do it what about popularity john lennon they apparently they say he couldn't sleep at night with the light off and he was afraid of germs he was a fearful man so power possessions popularity all don't amount to that secure life and blessed life it's Jesus guys we're his creation we're made in, made in his image he knows every hair on your head he loves you entirely. You can go to all the ends of the earth. doesn't matter. He's still there for you. He loves you entirely. Absolutely. He's just there for you all the time. You just got to admit to it, believe in it, receive it. And then he begins a whole new work in you as you become his child, a child of God. The waters of baptism... Okay, you got saved, you acknowledged Jesus, you realized you had a need. Who has a need for Jesus? Put up your hand if you have a need for Jesus. I want everyone, just to be honest, put up your hand if you have a need for Jesus and what he did on the cross. That's all right, just put up your hand. Yeah, I just need to get a rough... Yeah, that's that somewhere. Now, just be honest, because you need to get saved if you're not sure. Because it's all about Jesus and the cross. It's not about this church. It's not about... Billy Graham even. It's, it's not about theology. It's not about good works. It's about Jesus. Amen? Did you like that, Andrew? It's about Jesus. Paul turned up in Corinth and he said, man, you know what? I could argue the toss, every philosophy known to man. I could argue theologically, but you know what? 
I've just realized it's all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And He said there's power in that. There's power in the revelation to a soul that realized they need the price that Jesus paid on the cross. That when He came, He took humanity's sin and He took it to the cross. And it's your sin. You can't, it's a spiritual law. We have a disease called sin. Everyone's got it. It may be laying dormant for some people because they're very good at being nice and good people, but it's there. It's in you. But what Jesus did says, you know what, I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to deal with that, that sin, that, that disease. And he went to the cross and he paid for it. And guess what? Hell, death, disease, poverty, it has no hold on us anymore. He paid for it. That's why that song we were singing, Freedom. That's a celebration, the first song, straight up. We're in the house of God. We're celebrating being set free. Jesus, we celebrate you. You should do that. You really should. If you, fi if you find it hard to celebrate Jesus, you need to go back to the gospel and you need to realize that when they drop that cross in that hole, <laughs> nearly killed him. Dropped a meter in the ground. Dropped the whole cross in the hole. And then the agony of suffocating to death and being speared in the side. But he did that because of his love. He loved you, no matter who you are, what you've done. He loved you entirely. There's nothing you can do to phase him. He takes you. He takes you. He loves you. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. So you've got to bring yourself back to the cross. I didn't plan to say this, but you've got to bring yourself back to the cross. So you acknowledge Jesus. You say, yes, Jesus. We do that when we do an altar call. Who feels God in their life right now? Who's responding to the message? Who's responding to the presence of God in the church? And we see people get saved all the time in the presence of God. They feel the love. They feel that Jesus is drawing them, that the sal this salvation is, is, is divine love. It's not comparable to any human love. God's love is not comparable to any human love. I know, girls, you get carried away sometimes and... But this love is divine love. I personally have never felt anything like it. I'm besotted by it. I'm infatuated with it. I'm dispositioned by it. I'll never be the same again. See, people can be lonely even if they're in a big party. You're in a nightclub or you're in a big party, a big setting. And you know you can be lonely even with a lot of people around you. But when God comes into your life, Man, you can be in a, in, a, in a bedroom by yourself. You can be in a room by yourself and you just feel like you got all the friends in the world because God's for you. God's with you. His presence is about you. I love it. I love the gospel. Please find out how to explain the gospel to your friends and family. Uh, I don't think we're reaching out to our friends and family enough because uh, we've just failed to realize how good it is. And here it is, okay. 
one of the reasons we, we don't get the full deal of salvation is a lot of the times um, is that because we pull up short for going for the whole deal, the full deal. Now, the waters of baptism, we're commanded in the scripture to be water baptized. I, I better quote just a few scriptures because I don't want to be too long now. Um, it's a symbolic burial by which the new Christian publicly declares they have died and are now beginning a new life in Christ. So you have said, my sin nature in me is ugly to God. I want that dealt with. Jesus, would you save my soul? It's recognizing that we're all sinful. And when you got saved, you were saying, yes, I fall short of the glory of God. I fall short of the high standards of God. I admit I'm a sinner. That's what we do when we acknowledge Jesus as Lord. Amen? And so when we do that, we say, Jesus, help me. You, you, you said you paid a price for this, 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 this sin nature in me that is, that is adverse to God. Jesus, I, I, want, I want to be able to come. Be, God, I want to be able to come before you. I want to be able to hold my head up before you. One of the key things that mankind suffers from is guilt. Guilt. Everyone suffers from it who are especially unsaved. When you're saved, guess what? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Woo! Yeah! So when the devil lies to you or the friends put you down or whatever, or you put yourself down, you can actually come up roses Monday morning and say, guess what? God loves me. I know it to be true. I know it to be true. And you know what it feels to wake up? With his, new, his mercies are new every morning. You just wake up because you spend all your mercies the day before. And he gives you a whole new bunch. And so you wake up in this new day and go, oh my God, he still loves me? Come on. This is awesome. It's like having a best friend. You have a row with them and they ring you up in the morning. Guess what? I still love you. Wow, magnify that a billion times. Well, it happens to you with mum and dad, don't they? They always embrace you Something most of the time. Water baptism. Okay. I've explained so much, haven't I, already? What, what about Romans 6.4? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like that like, this is another version, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. I love that statement there, newness of life. So Jesus says, we enter the kingdom by John 3, 5. It says, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. When you got saved, you were saved by the Spirit. God did an inner surgical work on the inside. The waters of baptism is saying, this is what God has actually done for me. So when you came here and you got saved, maybe on the altar, God did an internal work for you. You are saved. Your spirit is sanctified and saved. You're bound for heaven. You can worship God now. You can hear God. You can praise God. But the waters of baptism is a public ceremony. By going into these waters, you are saying that this, this is... Um, like a memorial service, in fact, of the death and burial and resurrection of your new life. Did you like that? 
This is a memorial service of your old nature, your sin nature, dead and buried, like Jesus when he died with all that sin, but he came up brand new in resurrection glory. We're going to see people go into the waters of baptism and symbolically something powerful is emoted in this, in this ceremony where you declare before all these people and God, Jesus, this is it, here it is. Jesus, I value what you did on the cross. I value that you shed your blood. I value that you died on the cross and that you rose on the third day and that you live at the right hand of the Father. You rose in resurrection power and Lord, I want that. I believe that. That's, that's what this is. It's a, it's a total immersion in the water. That's why it's symbolically we allow people to go right under the water. And then when we bring you up, that is again symbolic of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but the resurrection of you into a new life. Into a new life. A new life. And some people have not been able to live the new life. And that's unfortunate. But tonight, it's going to happen. Therefore, okay, uh, Romans 6, 4 to 6. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life, knowing this, that our old man, now that's a, that's a phrase that we don't use much now in, in 21st century church, but when I got saved in the 80s, we always were talking about the old man. I used to say, who's the old man? When I first started to come to church, who's the old man? The old man is the old sin nature in you. The old sin nature in you that is crucified when you get saved. That old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin any longer. So Paul's saying here, there has been a death of the old life of sin which is identified as the old man now that the body of evil must be properly disposed of as paul says baptism is the occasion of bearing that crucified nature by going into the water to conduct a spiritual funeral do you like that to celebrate the new life which has been begotten in the candidate through the holy spirit paul says we are also memorializing the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus himself. I love that. What a meaningful act on the part of the newly converted believers. They're giving public witness to the inward transformation that has taken place in their life and are symbolically walking forth into the joys of a new life of obedience and victory. Yeah. I, I could do another teaching, but I won't. I think I've spent myself and you've heard enough but basically Jesus has commanded if you love me you will obey what I command John 14 verse 15 James 2 17 verse 18 talks about Jesus commanding us to do this and Matthew 28 verse 9 into 20 therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age Mark 16 16 says Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. 
You've got to think about that tonight, guys. If you're not baptized, please do it tonight. Think about it. Don't wait for tomorrow. Do it now. I did it in a five-star resort in Fiji when I was over there because I felt when I first got water baptized in 1985, it was a religious dunking. I didn't understand. I didn't have faith for it. So this is what I want you to do tonight. I want you to have faith when you go into the waters of baptism that you're going to come up in new life. And that like when Moses and God's people looked back on the Red Sea and saw all the chariots and the horses floating in the water, God's enemy, I want you to look back on your life and maybe see all the stuff that's been plaguing you. It's been at you. that You haven't been able to overcome. I want you to see those things back in the waters of baptism. Is that cool? Every enemy of your soul, every enemy of your soul, I want you to see it gone. Might be smoking. Might be this, might be that, might be whatever. But in the waters of baptism, you're going to come out a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Public demonstration, symbolically declaring the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel message that you believed is symbolically reacted, reenacted in the waters of baptism. So what we're going to do, we're going to baptize some people. Uh, we're going to pray over you. We're going to take you underwater, full immersion. It's not a sprinkling. Baptism is not christening. Please. Uh, christening was nice. I, had a, I was christened in 58 in, in Cardiff, Wales, somewhere. That was nice. Thank you. But what is a baptism? I, got to, I was in this dress, actually. I will never show the photos to anyone. <laughs> I don't know why I was in a dress, but I was. There was a confusion of my sexual identity then. Uh, I'm not sure what that was about. I didn't have the heart to challenge mum on that, but um, strange things we, we do to appease religion, I'm sure. Um, so, yes. In the waters of baptism, we're going to take you and do what Jesus commanded. You're going to be water baptized. That's the full deal. Acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Water's a baptism. That's full salvation right there. We're going to bring you up out of the water a little bit. We're going to just leave you in the water a bit. Then we're going to pray over you, prophesy over you. Is that cool? Because it's a powerful time. It's faith meeting the obedience of God and meeting the power of God. It's faith. Do this with faith. It's not a religious ceremony. It's faith. Everything in the kingdom is faith. If you don't pray with faith, if you don't give with faith, if you don't worship with faith, it doesn't work. You've got to have faith faith that you're honoring Jesus. I hope I convinced you that Jesus commanded us to be water baptized. We enter the kingdom through the spirit and water. So Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray that Lord God, I pray that Lord, each one of these precious souls would come up as a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Romans 6.4 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Thank you, Father, that we may live a new life. I love that statement, that we may live a new life. Water baptism is a symbolic burial by which the new Christian publicly declares they, are, they have died and now beginning to live a new life. Just close your eyes just for a moment right now. 
Father in heaven, if there be anyone here right now that feels salvation is knocking upon their door of their heart, just feel like there's a couple of people just need to say yes to Jesus before I go on. So Father, right now, just eyes closed, just, just everyone pray under your breath. I think there's a few people here just simply need to say yes to Jesus. If you believe that you have a need for this salvation that I've been talking about, if you feel like you have a need to be acquainted with the God of heaven and earth, the God that loves you entirely, dearly. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. God loves you completely. He loves you immensely. But you've got to say yes to Him. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that He was raised from the dead, you will be saved. It's a simple thing. It's an acknowledgement of your heart to say, Jesus, I believe in the price that you paid for my sin. I believe I fall short of the glory of God. I need salvation. I need to get right with you. I want peace with you. I want to be reconciled with you. Right now in, in the house of God, I'm just going to ask for hands to go up when I count to three. If this is you, I'm going to believe that tonight's your night. And so right now, with eyes closed, Jesus, right now, I just pray for anyone in this house that simply needs to say yes to you. If that's you, right now, Jesus, walking past your life right now, don't let him go. Say yes to him. Say yes to him. Say yes to him. Lord Jesus, I need you. Protect me. Bless me all the days of my life. But you've got to say yes to him. And I just wonder if I can see any hands right now. If that's your friend next to you, explain what's happening. But right now, I just wonder if I can see any hands with eyes still closed, with hands going up right now. If that's you, from the front to the back, to this side to this side, if that's you, if you just simply need salvation, that's awesome, yeah. Any others, any others, any others, any young, old people that just need anyone who needs to say yes to Jesus. So Father, right now I pray. Maybe it's your first time, maybe you've done it before, but right now I pray that you would say yes to him. This is a moment. This is a God moment. This is a, a window of opportunity right now. Holy Father, Holy Father, Holy Father, there's someone just teetering on the edge. Let's keep praying, guys, just for one moment. Holy Father. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.